Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry. And I'm Adrian. In this week's episode, we are talking to Joy Hoffmann, COO at Four Elements, a major esports player in Luxembourg. Oh, what is esports? Well, esports is one of the fastest growing tech markets in the world. It's a form of sports competition using video games, such as renowned names like Counter-Strike, FIFA, Call of Duty, and many others predominantly played by 16 to 35-year-olds. Esports is also a recognized sport in over 60 countries around the globe. Adrian, are you a gamer? I used to play video games when I was younger, but here I understand we're talking about a whole new dimension, something that's not comparable to traditional online gaming. That's indeed correct. Joey explains the difference between a regular gamer like you and me and the competitive esports practitioner. There are various challenges to the esports athletes, such as mental strength and the overall competitive spirit in the sports leagues. Adrian, what kind of potential figures are we talking about here in this emerging space? So the esports market was expected to be valued at close to 1.5 billion US dollars worldwide in 2020. Longer term, the esports market is expected to grow at a compound annual growth rate of 24.4% from 2020 to 2027, reaching $6.8 billion by 2027. Today, the US is the leader in this space, with Asia not far behind. Europe, though, has a bit of catch-up work to do to probably compete with other major regions. But what about Luxembourg? As Joey explains in our conversation... Luxembourg is a very conservative country. There is a lot of catching up to do, and Four Elements and the Luxembourg Esports Federation is working very hard on increasing market awareness. There are very exciting projects in the pipeline, such as the recent partnership with the Luxembourg Football Federation. We are seeing a growing number of new teams with new marketing strategies being established, such as the post-esports league. This sounds indeed very promising. Watch this space. But now, without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Joey Hoffmann, COO at Four Elements and President for the Luxembourg Esports Federation. Joey, thank you for joining us here on the Luxembourg podcast. Thank you for inviting me. For those who don't know you, how would you uh, describe yourself? So, yeah, I'm Joe Hoffmann. I'm... COO of uh, Four Elements Esports and president of the Luxembourg Esports Federation. I have done studies in economics, management and marketing, and then went pretty fast into, into the esports industry with creating my, f- my first own company. This was Forward, um, which we started in 2019 um, and launched our first team then in 2020. Forward was at that time also the first professional esports organization in Luxembourg. But why esports? What drove you to choose that passion, this passion of yours that, you, that you're exercising today? In fact, I grew up with, with games. Um, since I was a little child, I, I was always um, confronted with games, uh, with my first Nintendo. So my whole childhood, in fact, I was 
into games. And then when when I got older, um, also pretty fast, I went into more competitive um, game titles like um, Counter-Strike, for example, which is one of my favorite games. Um, and there, the passion for esports um, really started um, for me. So I personally think that esports is something very versatile. You have so, so many aspects in in esports that you can can work with and um that's why i really like it okay and um obviously a lot of uh, the younger generation like uh, obviously i had myself you know i had my my nintendo my my playstation one two three and four what did drive you to um to choose such a profession going forward i think esports is esports is now one of one of the fastest growing markets in, in, in the world and also due to my studies in economics and marketing, um, also management, it was it was something that pretty much matched what I studied. So I also love to go into new challenges, to go in in, in a market um, where not everyone would wish to go in, especially in Luxembourg where esports is still very young and has a lot to do to develop inside the country and this is just why i think that esports was the the right step for me in luxembourg it's in esports started to get more popular since 2015 slowly but it started and um, because there were some some companies some some associations that started to create to create different competitions to create um, small tournaments and there you could see that there's there's interest in in Luxembourg for for the esports industry, um, but I think what's what's very important is always to keep in mind the esports industry is something global. You should not limit it to to one market. And with knowing that that there is interest in the Luxembourg market, and there is no other competitor in the Luxembourg market concerning an, a professional esports organization. Back then in 2019, we decided just to go this way. If I say we, um, this was um, my brother and me created the forward company together. And uh, how would you describe your business to someone who is not into um, esports? When when I have to describe esports, I mostly compare it to to football because it's uh, it's very close in in a lot of aspects. So in fact. I compare an esports organization always to to a football club. You have your team that plays for your club. The only difference is that you have teams in different game titles. Then on the other side, you have the whole stuff. You have your coach. You have you have your your fitness advisor. Your your psychologist. All this, all the the whole stuff that also a professional football club has, and. Um, then of course you have the editors, um, you have um, the the whole management behind that that holds everything together, and this is how how an esports organization works. Then, if I would have to describe how does an esports organization can earn money, there there's a little difference um, between football clubs and esports organizations, because currently in esports. At least at at not at if you are not at the high highest level, um, you don't have the media revenues which you have um, in in football, for example. 
So mostly the revenues from esports organization is based on on partnerships. Um, so you say mostly that seventy to eighty percent of the revenues um, come from from partnerships. So this is also why partnerships are very important in in esports, and this is one of the areas, for example, where Luxembourg has a lot to do because companies in Luxembourg are often very conservative and not open to go new ways. What kind of partnerships would you think of? What kind of companies would be showing interest in uh, in promoting esports? So basically companies that in Luxembourg were always interested in esports are telecommunication operators. So I think Orange, for example, was one of the first going into esports in Luxembourg. Orange is still very present. Um, now the Post um, has also gone into esports and Tango um, also joined recently um, the esports movement in Luxembourg. But I think also for a lot of other companies, um, it would be the right step, for example, for banks, because banks are always targeting young people, especially young people that will be their future big clients because young people will will buy a house in the future. Young people go to the university, need, need uh, loans and so on. And uh, that's why I think also for banks, for example, it would be the perfect um, way to go. On the other side, the automobile industry is starting um, worldwide to go into esports because also there, the young clients, they need a car some at some time. And uh, this is why a lot of uh, manufacturers are also going into esports. Currently, um, the main target group of esports is between 14 and 35. So this is the main target group of esports. Um, with Fortnite, now this went a bit uh, lower before it was more 16 to 35, but Fortnite especially targeted more more young people. But overall, 14 to 35 is currently the target group. But you have to keep in mind that esports is still a pretty new sport. So um, the 35 will also extend in, in, the, coming, in the coming years to, to, to older people because the 35 is currently a bit the, the boundary of people that, that grew up with esports. But all these people also get older like like me too um so and then i think in 20 years for example there's a big chance that esports will also be way more featured on on tv um because older people then then will also be interested in seeing it on tv i i was always a a big fan of online games you know and and the, the regular you know playstations and and so on would you say that is easy for someone who isn't into esports at the moment, let's say someone above 35, to get into esports? Is it an easy easy way of getting in and, and, and giving it a try and start playing? I, I can give the example of there's, there's a Dutch team, um, a team of um, people around 80, 80 years. So they play, they play competitive uh, Counter-Strike, for example, in the Netherlands. And yeah, Every, in fact, everyone can go into esports because you you still will have two different um, two different levels in esports. You will also always have the amateur level and the professional level. To be honest, I think that if you start 
at 35 to go into esports, um, the probability that you will reach the professional level is very, very low because it's like, like in traditional sports. At the end of 30, often then the career goes to, to an, the professional career goes to an end. But on the amateur level, you can always do what, um, do what you want and um, just, just com- compete and have fun. Now, moving on a little bit more to the, the actual momentum that's been gathering around uh, esports uh, worldwide and, and, and also in Luxembourg, but uh, just for the, the wider audience that is not as familiar with, uh, with this discipline, um, many people uh, have known online gaming, as, we're, uh, as, as we mentioned earlier, but how would you contrast it with esports? What is your proper, yeah, your proper way of defining that in that sense? It's an important thing to, to make the distinction between gaming and esports. Um, and a lot of people yeah, f- forget this. But um, also, when we, when we founded the Luxembourg Esports Federation, this was one of the most important things to dis- distinguish. Um, because, in fact, gaming is the fun thing. Gaming is what, what you do in your free time. Um, but esports then is the is the counterpart, the sports part. I always give the example, like if you go and play with your friends some football at the weekend, um, you are not a football player. You just do this in your free time. You have fun with your friends. This is gaming, in fact. If you then on the other side um, go to a club, um, do a license, and then go to the training, compete in every training, look to get better in every training, then you are doing a sports. The same is true for esports. So if you start um, competing, if you start analyzing your trainings, what can I do better? Um, how can I improve in these and these situations? Then you are doing esports. So yeah, the dis- distinction between gaming and esports is very important also um, for our request to get esports recognized as a sport because we don't think that something you do in your free time as fun should be recognized as sport. I've got a very specific question now because you say, you're saying that you're trying to get the get esports recognized at the same level as uh, I understand traditional sports. But traditional sports to me involve physical exercise. I mean, I understand for, for esports, it's more of a mind sport. I'm not in this field, so that's the reason I'm asking the question. But how does this sort of uh, compare with like proper like physically demanding sports in that sense? So in fact, this is also an important point for for us in the federation. So, of course, it, if you just look at esports like this, you would say there's no physical point in it. But if you go into detail, you you will see and also find studies that prove that the physical part is is very important, um, because esports does not stop before your screen. In fact. After your screen, you have to do to do your physical um, workout. Um, you have to to prepare mentally. You have to also watch at your nutrition and also your sleep is very important for for esports athletes. So it's it's not it's not right to say there's no physical point. Also, another thing um, uh, what comes comes into play is that a final final of a, of a tournament for example can can take up to seven hours so and if you have to play seven hours in one final this is a an an extreme physical exhaustion that you that you will 
will have there. And um, yeah, it's not the typical physical um, activity that you will have, but the physical activity is important also to develop um, and also to to reach your goals because at some level, the physical and mental part will play very big roles. And coming back to um, uh, Forward, the company, um, can you tell us a bit about the formation of the Four Elements company? Yeah, so um, when we decided 2019 to, to create Forward and in 2020 launched Forward as first professional esports organization, we in summer 2020 met Paul Helder, back then the owner and CEO of Four Elements Esports. And yeah, we had we had a, a very nice talk and very fast um, we saw that all the goals and the approaches, how how we want to, to build our company, how he wants to build his company, match match very good together. But um back then we had the problem because we only launched recently back then that we did not have the social media numbers. He on his side had done a a very, very good job concerning social media, but he was lacking this, the management behind to also translate this social media into profitable company. And this is when, when we thought that together, in fact, we would have both because um, I think we in forward have have um, or had a very, very strong management team. For us, we had the numbers missing and he had the numbers, but he was the management missing. And um, yeah, then in October, end of October, we finally announced the merger for, for Elements and Forward. Um, and um, yeah, the new company created is based in Luxembourg and is the largest esports company in the Benelux countries. All right, and um, so now, so now you being in, in Luxembourg, uh, what, uh, it, what you, how do you think that Luxembourg can contribute to to making your current situation or current setup more successful? Currently, we are we are fighting uh, on the on the federation level to get esports recognized as sports because this is also a crucial crucial thing for 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 elements and for every esports organization because. Um, a lot of partners are not interested in Luxembourg to go into esports because the feedback we are getting is that they wanted to have have it to be uh, a sport first, and then they would be interested um, in working together with esports organization. So, in fact, the missing regulations or the missing acceptance also from the government side is playing a big role in. Luxembourg for esports organizations to get partners or not to. So for the future, we really wish that that this recognition gets done as fast as possible. I think on the federation level, we have done everything possible. Um, we are full member of the Luxembourg uh, of the International Esports Federation. We have uh, we grouped um, like ninety percent of every um, esports organization in Luxembourg with a legal form. And I think also the cooperation with the Luxembourg Football Federation uh, on different projects. One of one big project coming at the beginning Q1 2021 shows that that we are we are working on our side. But um, 
yeah, now we are waiting for for the government and also for the Olympic Luxembourg Olympic Committee to come come back to us us and discuss how we can proceed there. You talked about the Luxembourgish government and uh, the Olympic uh, Committee. Are there any other countries uh, in the world that have recognized esports as a Olympic, let's say, member or form? Yes. Yeah, so, in fact, as a sports, there are a lot of countries that have recognized esports as a sports. So I think there are um, about 60 countries that have recognized esports. Olympic Committee, there we have to make the distinction between accepting esports and recognizing esports as as a sport because for the olympic committee this this is a distinction but in other countries definitely um from the governmental side esports has already been accepted as a sport and recognized as a sport and what uh, what countries um can you name a few that have recognized uh, esports there are a lot of countries from from the arabic uh, region that have recognized but also from the Asian region, but um, also, for example, Denmark. Denmark is one of the countries that in, or especially Nordic countries, but Denmark, I think, is plays a role model there. They have accepted and recognized esports as a sport. Esports is even there accepted and being treated in schools. I always uh, like to see, is, for example, over, over there in Denmark, an esports athlete has in fact the same level of star than than a football player and um politicians want to show themselves with esports athletes um because they know it's good for their for their reputation if they do photograph with esports athletes and over here in luxembourg no one wants to meet or nearly no one wants to meet with uh, with uh, esports representative in in public I think it's quite interesting because in 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 the UK example you can uh get an esports diploma you know you, you literally have to go to school to get a diploma to study uh esports and and in certain areas uh, especially in London there are actually quite a lot of jobs so it, it is a recognized industry probably more in a in a creative industry and and obviously as you mentioned social media and marketing how important is social mar- uh, social media uh, for the esports community, in terms of g- gaining new athletes or, or or users, and of course growing the the audience overall of people that are interested in in esports. Overall, I think social media is one of the most important aspects in in esports because, as I said, so seventy to eighty percent relied on on partnerships, and um, these partnerships they want um, visibility. In fact, the and visibility in esports you get over social media and on the other side also over offline events but currently in corona times this does not really play so the presence the visibility um the interaction you can give the partners is everything um over social media so what's important for an esports organization is to have to have good social media and what's important for players is also to understand, and this is currently a smaller problem in the industry because players need to understand that also their job is not only to play, but it's also very important that they market themselves. So they need to work on their social media because also for them, social media gives them one big part of their of their value. 
Um, and this is currently, for example, also a problem in the industry that players are not not open to to accept that they also need to work on their social media. Talk about things that are actually also important. You said earlier that you are part of the Luxembourg Esports Federation, uh, which you've been strongly um, supporting as well. What kind of values do you promote for everyone that wants to join this federation? First of all, everyone is is free to to become a member. It's there are no fees to get in. It's completely free. But what's important for us is to tell the people that if you want to to compete, um, if you want to do esports, you cannot just sit in front of your your screen and only play because there are more things um, for esports than this. So you need also to to watch to get physical training. You need also to limit yourself in sitting in front of your screen because the whole mental part is so important and only sitting in front of your screen is not helping you in, in keeping fresh in your mind. So what's important for us is just to show that this is how it should be done so we can we can show young athletes a path what how should I approach esports? How should I approach this and this game title um, to have the chance to, to go into a professional career? On the other side, what's important to promote is um, the whole team thing because mostly esports titles are team games. There are some exceptions, but often these are team games. So you in esports, you de- develop a certain leadership but also, we don't want to limit us on the basis of the players. But I think it's also important to to reach the parents of young athletes. So because if you don't have the support from your parents and don't have the understanding of your parents, um, it will be very difficult. So what's important for the for the federation is also to to reach this level. Um, so the level behind the athlete. And how uh, how do you see the future of esports? And you know, obviously not only in Luxembourg, but overall in Europe. Um, we we spoke briefly about Denmark. I mentioned a few things about the UK. Um, where do you see the esports movement going in the future? First thing is that that it, esports get accepted as sports in most countries. I think this is this is one of the most important things. But then, of course. As soon as it's accepted as a sport, I think it should also getting slowly integrated into schools, because in fact, also to to learn to show um, young people what is esports and what is important in esports, and that's why I think it is it is also something that could be a project in schools within the sports courses or. In other course, for example, I think Luxembourg has introduced some courses where it could fit in um, we, some years ago. So I think there are a lot of possibilities um, to, to integrate it in schools. But I think that this needs to happen in all the schools in, in, in the whole of, of Europe because it's always dangerous. Dangerous is perhaps the wrong word. It's always a problem if people judge about something but they don't know what it is about and this is what is currently often happening um so esports is getting judged but people don't know what it is about respectively only only see like 
some people sitting in front of a screen and playing. But this is not the whole truth of esports. Concerning the economic part of, of esports, I think that esports will grow. I think that we have a competitive disadvantage towards uh, the Asian countries and towards the US because just the markets are way bigger there. And within Europe, also the markets are then split again into several different markets with different um, languages. So we have a, a disadvantage. But on the other side, in Europe, mostly the biggest talents come from Europe. So we have the advantage of, of the, the better talents on the one side, but the, but the economic disadvantage. But I think that if we can also get the support from, from governments, then also um, we will see why some still way bigger com companies in, in the EU and uh, which will then be comparable to Asian or, or US companies. What is your, because you were saying just a minute ago that it sounds like there's a lot of education required for people to, um, to get over the line and accept it as, as a discipline. But more specifically, politics play a big part in this, in this whole journey. What is your current message to the government? I mean, I would, let's just start with the Luxembourg government. What would be the, strong, the stronger points that we, you would emphasize on? I, first of all, I would love to be heard once because currently the first letter we wrote to the Luxembourg government was in August 2020. We did not receive an answer until November um, 2020, but also only because of a news article. And um, yeah, so currently we ask after this answer, if it's possible to meet once and to discuss. But currently this is not possible. So this is one, one thing I think that would be very important to, to meet and discuss and to see how we can find a common ground. The same is true for the Olympic Com Luxembourg Olympic Committee, where we also now recently got back feedback, but are still waiting to meet once and to, to discuss. So what's important overall thing is that that governments need to work on esports. They need to to know and to start to start also accepting what a lot of people in their countries want. I of course I, I know and I don't think that um you should you should just jump into esports as a government um without discussing first. But this discussing needs needs to start happen. For example, in Germany, the federation is a bit older, and but they are also stuck stuck on one point now. They are stuck on the point that politicians don't want to accept other esport titles than than sport simulations. But what's important to to distinguish is what happens on the screen is not what makes esports a sport. It's what happens behind the screen, what happens with the athlete. And I think this is one important point that all the governments need to, and also Olympic Committee needs to think of. The International Olympic Committee has started to move into this direction, to go away from only considering sports simulations as esports. 
but now it's also the time for for other committees and also governments to go down this road. Moving into 2021 and leaving a very a very disrupted 2020 behind us, what's the plans? Have you got anything in the pipeline that uh, you want to discuss here on this forum? Yeah. So so first of all, for Ironmans, I think. Um, we have some some nice projects coming up. We will have our first partners presented in at the start of 2021. The goal, of course, um, for our teams is to be top contender in the Benelux area, but this is not where we want to stop. The goal is to develop for Elements Esports into a, a European contender. This is the goal um, for for Elements, and uh, this is what we are currently working on. And on the other side, it's also important to take everyone with us so that because we have our professional teams but it's also important to get the the young athletes that just start um with esports on board and therefore we will have um yeah some a nice project that we will um, show off during 2021 where it's important to to also get everyone on board not only the the professionals on the other side, for the Luxembourg Esports Federation, we were working hard um, last last year in 2020 for new project. Yeah, I think that um, for Luxembourg, it will will probably be one of the most important prospects uh, projects in the esports industry in 2021, and the potential even of this project for 2022 is even bigger. Well, if you are interested in uh, FIFA 21, so um, yeah, stay tuned because um, yeah, nice things will be announced. Good. And uh, before we wrap up, um, for anyone who is interested in esports, uh, how can they join uh, the movements? Basically, you can always just just contact whether for Element Esports or you can also go through the Luxembourg Esports Federation. It's lesf.lu where you can just contact us and um, we will always uh, have an answer for your questions and um, help you to find find the right contact, depending on if you want to, to enter into an amateur esports federation in Luxembourg or if you think you have the potential already to, to go into a professional esports organization. I think, um, yeah, we can always help you. Perfect. Uh, Joey, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to speak to us here at the Lux Unplugged podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. And uh, let's hope that we catch up in, in 2021 and see how you progressed uh, in the esports world. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time. Mm-hmm.